There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You know that place that um, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck went to dinner? They have a very nice um, dessert spread. It includes a plate of um, baklava, uh, yogurt, chocolate cheesecake, and some fresh fruit items that look very nicely laid out on a plate. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) We were just talking about that in the last segment. Download the podcast if you want. But now we must go on because we have a question for you, dear listeners. Pick up your talking devices, 651-641-1071, and answer the following question. Name a movie you're confident you've seen 10 times. 651-641-1071, a movie you have seen over and over again, umpty foo times. Holly, why are we asking this question? Because the internet is asking the question of us. Completely lifted from Twitter. So this is something that's trending right now. Somebody kicked it off by asking for people to share five movies you're confident you've seen ten times. Look, we're not going to make you work that much. Sure, You don't need to think of five movies. Just one movie that you're confident that you've seen ten times. The one, the creature comfort the basic cable classic that you've seen over and over and over again. 651-641-1071. All right. Well, Holly is getting your calls. Again, some movies that you're confident you've seen 10 times. I mean, feel free to give us five, but like uh, we probably just have one time for one. So let's maybe stick to the one movie you know for sure you have seen. I mean, I could do like several uh, of these. And by that, I mean several five times over because, uh, you know, like many of you, there are so many movies that I have seen um, or just I, I become addicted to watching. Like I am like every other nine year old who wants to watch the same movie over and over again. Um, I think of like one of the first movies that I thought of initially was Auntie Mame. It's a great movie. It's a wonderful movie. Rosalind Russell, Auntie Mame. I used to watch that before I went to bed every night, like I would just put it on, you know, prior to the days of streaming services, when you had to actually put a DVD or a VHS into the machine, like a piece of media into your machine. Um, that's what I would go to bed to. And then also Lord of the Rings. I used to start every night with Kate Blanchett, you know, regaling me with what happened in the before times in her elfin ways. Is yes. she an elf oh, in that? She's is she what? Is she an elf? In yeah, that? I thought you said, is she an elf now? And I was like, <laughs> I mean, she was in the movie, I mean, but I don't know what she's up to lately. Jokes on all of us. They're actually all elves. Orlando Bloom, yes. Liv Tyler, yes. and Kate Blanchett. All the good ones uh, were elves. Oh. I mean, who didn't want to be an elf? 
That's a question. I guess for the Hobbits, segment. perhaps. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Who? Oh, we've got full phone lines. Full All right. Again, phones. movies you're confident you've seen at least ten times. Holly, who should we go to first? Let's start with Leah. Leah is on the line. Okay, Leah. Now is your chance. What movie are you confident you have seen at least ten times? Heather's. Heather's. Oh my God. Who doesn't love Heather's? Right. Winona Ryder. Classic. Always. What's do you you have like a favorite part of that movie? What's your damage, Heather? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> that was my mom. She's excited. <laughs> there's so much to quote in that movie. Leah, thank you for that, Heather's Thanks, reminder. Leah. That is another good one. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't get into, like, you know, repetitive Heather's watching, but I could totally see why. Yeah. Drop and- Dead Gorgeous would be my would be my equivalent. Like, I didn't watch Heather's, but I certainly watched Drop Dead Gorgeous at least 10 times. Well, both equally quotable. And I think that's one of the things about a movie that you're watching over and over again is that you can recite the lines. One ring to rule them all. Let's go to Jen. Let's go to Jen. Hey. Hey, Jen, you're on the the airways. (laughs) What am I? Casey Kasem. Jen, what movie are you confident you've watched at least 10 times? You're making me laugh. Good. Uh, Beaches. Oh, Beaches. Oh, because you like to cry. Oh, so good. Yeah. Like, when was the last time you watched it, do you think? It's been a while because that was by choice, and now I've had three children since then. So it was like Cars and Miracle, and yeah. So, so it's been a long time. Okay, but that's that really just you just loved sitting down and, and having a good cry. Yeah, with the with my friends, we would just watch it all the time. Yeah, you know, after what? everybody you know broke up with somebody, we'd watch it. Yeah, you know? no, you're absolutely right. I think that's a great idea. Thank you, Jen, for the reminder. Um, that makes me think of Steel Magnolias. In addition to being funny, it's also just you will always cry whenever oh, you watch Steel so Magnolias. So much drama. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> Let's go to Carla. Drink juice. Let's have Carla be our next voice. Hey, Carla, what movie are you confident you've seen like at least 10 times? Well, I know this because it's I've seen it 10 times this year. Oh, God. Avengers Endgame. Oh, my God. Really? You love it that much, huh? If there's something about it that just makes me think the good guys are going to win and everything's going to be okay. So, Carla... So I watched it Saturday. Oh, my gosh. Well, do you have this relationship, Carla, with any other Avengers movie? Or is it just Endgame specifically that you want to watch over and over and over again? It's Endgame. I mean, if if I get tired of Endgame, I'll watch Doctor Strange. Um. I think, you know, it's been a lot of grief this year. Oh, and for, for sure. some reason that movie just hits it for me. That's so it so you like our last caller with Beaches perhaps find like some release when you watch that movie emotionally. Right. Okay. I love it. You know, Carla, I've never seen that movie before. May it surprise you. What? I know. Oh, Bradley. Oh, well, thank Bradley. you for your <laughs> I know. Now I feel like I'm on Carla's bad side. Oh, thank you, Carla, thank for you, your Carla. call. Thank you, Carla. Call. Carla. Carla. Carla with the Thank call. you for your call, Carla. You know what, Bradley? Things moving. Yes. Is sometimes hard, especially when it involves lips and tongue. Thank you. Let's go to Chris. Chris is on the line. And you guys, if you're just joining us here on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're talking about the movies based on this Twitter um, uh viral tweet about watching or five movies that you've watched at least 10 times. Chris, what movie have you watched a bunch of times? Well, I'm going to tell you two. I think in 1977, I saw Star Wars A New Hope 10 times in the theater. But in the last 20 years, I've probably watched Jaws more than 10 times. 
Oh, that's every time it's on. That's interesting. You know, Jaws is not one of those movies I've done that to. What do you feel like? What in is in Jaws that makes you want want to watch it over and over again? Is there some emotional thing, or is it just the? Like, I love Roy Scheider. Oh, okay. well, I think, and you know, it's a young. Um, the cast is just so young, and it's an iconic looking at just how it was filmed and where it was and um the lines we're going to need a bigger boat yeah um and we're gonna the need music a boat. Yeah. and you know what's coming and yeah, you so jump it's... every time every time you see the shark you jump that's fascinating so like it's you know the predictable but also there's still an element of surprise even though you're watching it over and over again Exactly. I love it, Chris. Thank you so much for sharing that about Jaws. I was looking yes. through some of the answers, Holly, that people left online, and Jaws was was seemed to be one that people over and over selected. Yeah. Well, it's got the lines. It's got the suspense. It's got the good acting. It has everything. It does. Um, really quickly, Douglas on email said, on email, what, what am I, a thousand? Apparently, I'm really old today, Holly. Uh, hey, caller. No, Douglas said Wizard of Oz. Yes. And that's a classic, right? Like before you were able to binge things repeatedly, it was probably Wizard of Oz because they showed it every year. You had no option. It was the Wizard of Oz, the Sound of Music, and the Ten Commandments. Exactly. You unwillingly binged those movies. Yeah, you had no choice. You had no choice. Can we let Annie have the last word? Let's do it. Annie, you are going to have the last word of the biggest question of this segment, which is what's a movie you are confident you've seen at least ten times? Oh, my goodness. Well, hello. Um, I have a list of eight, so I'll just tell you the top one because I do have a tattoo of zero. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh. Bradley's looking at me skeptically, Annie. That's the dog in the Nightmare Before Christmas, Got right? It. I was like, it surely is. there's a meaning there, and I don't know what it is. But that's, uh, so that is, a, is an obvious one for you, Annie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What's yep. it? What's another one, quickly? Oh, goodness. Uh, surviving Picasso. Oh, I've never Probably never heard of it, so no. I'll, let's see. I'll pick another one. The Holiday was the first one that popped in my head when you guys asked. With Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet? Oh, sure. Yes. Yes, and Jude Law and Jack Black. Oh, that's a lovely movie. Yeah. Yeah. Annie, thank you so much for all of those, and thanks thank you, to Annie. all the listeners. And Holly, thank you for that lovely question, because now I'm going to spend the better part of the break um, compiling my list. What is yours? Uh, what What is one of the movies that you have clearly watched? Now, we know Holly is going to name something rather obscure for no, the audience. No, I'm going to name Wayne's World. Really? Yes. That's a, that's, a, that's a perennial favorite. Yes. I mean, if you haven't watched... Like, if you've watched Wayne's World once, you've probably watched it ten times. Right? Endlessly quotable. Because it's such a, like, anybody who loved that movie, you just want to keep eating it over and over and it over again. It becomes a part of you. I see what you did there. Thank you. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, Schwing, when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, from your favorite movies to your least favorite <laughs> reality star, Kim Kardashian. What's she been up to? We'll find out when we return right here on My Talk 1071. You guys, Kim Kardashian's having a hard time. She's really worried that nobody's going to want to date her again. And it's been a really rough time. No. I know. I know. It turns out I've got all the latest on this very exclusive story that we are going to cover here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Hi. Hi.
I'm the Bradley. That's the Holly. Colleen will be back with us next week. And exclusive. Kim, sorry. <laughs> it's Pride Month. I have to. I have to just be me. I have to be me uh, in telling you this very exclusive story. Kim Kardashian worried about dating again amid Kanye West divorce. Quote, it's going to take time. Oh, jeez. Your silence I've, speaks volumes. I mean, the, the sky is blue and bears poop in the woods. Of course it's going to take time. Why Why is this a headline exclusively at Us Weekly? Yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting to me. So this particular source exclusively is talking to Us Weekly. You know, whenever there's a source um, exclusively talking to Us Weekly or People Magazine, I think we're generally under the impression that that's coming from the the you know the topic of the story itself in yeah. this case it would be Kim Kardashian and or Kris Jenner exactly right? yeah. but I'm not sure what benefit to um, address your point this really serves so quote uh, according to the source she's not focused on dating at the moment but actually worries that guys will not want to date her because of how public her relationship was with Kanye. So I love the like gymnastics being done here. Quote, she's not focused on dating at the moment. Okay, so you're not focused on dating at the moment. Right. It's not a focus. Not a focus. We're not interested. Life is happening. Okay, got it. Kim Kardashian's not focused on that. But she actually worries that guys will not want to date her. Okay, so So I know math it was not my best subject in school. But Carrie, the one, I mean, she's worried about dating, but not worried about it. What is that supposed to tell us, if at all anything? Because hmm. I don't understand. Because that seems, what I'm saying is there's a contradiction there. The source is saying that she's not focused on dating, but she's totally worried about dating whenever that happens. Because th- like we, that's not even getting to the reason she's allegedly, supposedly... Uh, having issues with dating, which I think is a separate conversation in and of itself. Like you're worried about how public your relationship was with Kanye going forward. Yeah. Like that's just, I don't know. Anyway, so back to the, like, she's worried, but not worried. Is that supposed to be like, she's too cool. She doesn't worry about things, but when she does, she's worried. I also think Bradley, this could possibly be, Squashing any rumors that Kim Kardashian is actually dating because there mm. are rumors. Mm. There's gossip now on the internet somewhere. that Kim Kardashian God, you're good at this. might, you know, it's like I read tabloids every <laughs> single day of my mm. life that Kim Kardashian was dating political commentator Van Jones. Those rumors keep swirling around the internet, even though people are denying it, like Kim Kardashian allegedly, supposedly is denying it. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. But the rumors are still swirling out there. Also, I think, Bradley, this story is meant to put any distance 
between any kind of dating rumors Kim Kardashian might be having and what is happening in her reality, meaning it's a control of the Kardashian-Jenner space-time continuum. Yes, that's a brilliant point, because what that's saying is, like, don't pay attention to anything because we're telling you that she's not doing anything. Meanwhile, she actually is. It's just that, uh, to your point, they don't want to release that information yet because it's not part of uh, whatever narrative that they're going to execute with their new streaming strategy. Right. Meaning like they don't want to talk about it on their show yet. So shut up about anything you hear that deals with Kim Kardashian. Right. Or maybe that she would be judged unfairly for moving on from her marriage, even though she still is married. But guess what? People do that all the time. Oh, but but yeah. you don't want the negative press surrounding it. Like, look, you she's left a con- mom. She's a mom. And we know that only women can be moms. Also, meanwhile, Kanye West is fully in, you know, like jumped headfirst into a relationship <clears throat> publicationship with mm-hmm. Arena Shake. Well, exactly. But like Kim Kardashian would be a slut. And you can only be a, a mom or a slut. Yeah. You, <laughs> that's <laughs> Those a segment we're going to be doing on our women. show later today called Mom or a Slut. You get one choice, ladies. You don't get to be both. Sorry, Fair mm. Abraham. Um, yeah. the, the, the source. We're joking. That, oh, God. Irony. 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 Joking. Jokes. Fun. Yikes. Hi. Uh, the source goes on to say about this story regarding Kim Kardashian's woes and concerns. Also, I love the insecurity of it all. Like that's such a female trope, right? Like, you know, Kanye is out there like doing it with a shake in France, like fully living the luxury lifestyle of the newly single, you know, Kanye West. Right. Meanwhile, she's like, I am not dating right now, but even if I were, I'd be very worried because I had such a public relationship last time, and I don't know if I could do that again. Quote, she also knows how hard it is to build trust with someone, so she thinks it's going to take time before letting someone into her private life. It was easy with Kanye because they were friends before, so they had years worth of trust. That. Like none of that makes any sense. <laughs> what? Well, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right there it said at the beginning that it's going to take her a long time to build trust. Case in point, it took years to build trust with Kanye West. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Okay. This story you guys, it goes on <laughs> and it literally is just uh, uh. a word salad that has gone beyond its expiration date. So we're just going to leave this over here. It might smell in the break a room. Bit. Uh, maybe Carl will eat it when he walks by because he won't know any better. But we're done with it. When Bye. we come back, celebrities behaving badly. Lord and Lady Nebeck. Right here on My Talk 1071. There are so many celebrities behaving badly in the world. We created a whole segment around it. Lucky wow. them and lucky you. Because you get to learn which celebrities to avoid for the day, or at least for the segment. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071. It is just about 1.30 in the PM, and we are trucking through Monday's show. Holly, let's head over to uh, Lord and Lady D-Bag Town. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. your d-bag my d-bag today is courtney love courtney love courtney love rock star actress 
gal about town, Courtney Love. And What's she, she up to? I haven't heard anything out of her in a while. Well, you know, she posts on Instagram and on social media. And uh, she is uh, kind of being a D-bag because she's calling out. Now, I'm saying calling out in quotation marks because there's no calling out here. But Courtney Love is calling out the rage-inducing, her words, similarities between her band Holes cover for their album Live Through This and a new promotional image of singer Olivia Rodrigo. You know, Olivia Rodrigo, yeah. the kids like her. She sings the driver's license and, and the whatnot. So she's very popular right now. So Courtney Love put out spot the difference hashtag twinning before calling olivia rodrigo rude oh yeah okay so uh-huh. sometimes um you know what what's the phrase flattery is the best no imitation is the what what is the phrase um imitation is, is the, the best, best form, form of, of flattery. flattery yeah also courtney love honey Honey, I'm going to sit you down and explain that Olivia Rodrigo, probably not even Olivia Rodrigo, because I would be slightly shocked if Olivia Rodrigo was a fan of Hole and a fan of the album Live Through This, but I, I await to be surprised. This photograph, taken by people who are referencing the image of Hole's album cover Live Through This and paying homage yes, to it. exactly. I don't know if Courtney Love has paid attention to popular culture. Yeah. In the past century. But this is what happens in popular culture is that it's been like 25 years since that whole album came out. So there's a also, whole group of. Do you of, think Hole has ever done anything that harkened back to another artist from a decade or more? Oh, geez, you don't say. I don't I mean, know. Isn't that just what we all do? It's just culture man it's culture i mean aristotle man he was talking about how humans like to imitate exactly back in the roman ancient greek times in the old times <laughs> in the of olden yore. days of yore so what 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 i'm saying here is that courtney love calm down calm down honey because yeah like you just make yourself look like even older and out more out of touch than um you actually probably already are yeah you may you, you look like a boob and you look like an out of touch boob at that because this is paying homage to you and what you've done. Now, I don't know, Courtney Love, if you're not able to understand where your art is in the nostalgia cycle. But like I said before, a whole I would album, imagine that's like peak nostalgia right now, right? Yeah. Because it's mid-90s. It's mid-90s. Yeah, it came out yeah. in 1994. So like you are peak nostalgia right now. Ride that wave. Yeah. And actually, it would be kind of fun to see people reinterpreting your art in a different way, a refracted way. I suppose that's part of the fun of the journey of being alive. Yeah, it's not like she's not or like Olivia Rodrigo is trying to do whole. No, no. I mean, like, honestly, right? Like, it's not like she's trying to cut like she's not trying to be Courtney Love. Now, if Olivia Rodrigo wants to do a cover of the whole song Violet. I encourage her to scream into a microphone and maybe put her spin on it. That Please is don't. welcome. <laughs> Please don't. I feel like once was enough. Yeah, once was enough. But I but I do want to add that there are these dueling nostalgia stories, these dueling homage stories today. So, you know, Courtney Love, she's my D-bag for razzing on Olivia Rodrigo for paying homage to Hole. Now, Zendaya did a similar thing last night at the BET Awards. She wore the same dress that Beyonce wore to the 2003 BET Awards. 
Now, Beyonce is not like, that's Zendaya. She's stealing my Versace dress. No, this is a younger person. I bet Beyonce was like, you go, girl. Yeah, it's like this is a person paying homage to an artist that they admired in the past. This is what happens. This is how people communicate with each other. Oh, my God. Courtney, honey. Honey. Take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. It's fine. Be grateful that they uh, are actually referencing your work because... What would you like people to do? Never reference your work? That seems like a great way to be an artist. Although, knowing Courtney Love, perhaps that's what she would prefer. Maybe. I doubt it. Who's your D-bag, Bradley? Oh, thanks for... uh, You know, this is a hard one. This is a hard one. It's a spot the D-bag. Because I'm not quite sure who I'm more D-baggy. I'm shaking my D-bag finger at. Because it's this Ellen story in the Daily Mail, and it all it involves Ellen, Rosie O'Donnell, and um, the Daily Mail. So now that's a party. Um, I know, and I was like, God, again, talk about peak nostalgia. I mean, Rosie, that was what mid nineties, early nineties. No, mid nineties. It was yeah. the same time that the whole was popular. So there's this story in the Daily Mail. Ellen DeGeneres looks tense as she steps out in Montecito with Portia de Rossi after Rosie O'Donnell's comments about the end of her show. Implying, of course, that Ellen is a hot mess because her show was ended and she's bitter that Rosie uh, called her bad names or something. I think that's kind of the impression they're trying to give you. So then I open the article because I'm like, what the heck? What is Rosie talking about? So then I go to the story and I see this. <laughs> Please describe what Ellen DeGeneres looks like in this article, wherein she was described as tense. Oh my goodness. Well, I wish I could, but I can't see it. Okay. Because I got a Kim Kardashian story, but. Oh, I've, oh, here. Oh, Sorry. I, found, I had to look it up on the. Oh, okay. I found. Oh. Okay, Bradley. There's the story. Ellen DeGeneres looks like she's walking down the street. Yeah. It's like Ellen caught mid-stride putting her keys in her pocket or pulling them out while simultaneously carrying a, a, gla- a bottle of water. So tense. Which says Zen something. So like clearly very tense with her Zen water. Um, it doesn't. And, and it literally says uneasy. Ellen DeGeneres appeared tense as she stepped out of her Montecito neighborhood. And then there's a picture of her getting into her car, which is a very tricked out Porsche. Uh, and Portia de Rossi. Ah! Uh, and then it goes tough. The comedian's face appeared strained as she carried a bottle of water to her new $180,000 Portia. She looks fine. <laughs> she looks like she she's looks getting into her dumb. She looks like she's checking her phone as she gets into her car. You know, woe which on we to, all do. Woe onto all of our faces when we're walking down the street, checking our phones, getting into our car. Because we would all look tense. Yeah, exactly. And remember how this story, I guess now it's becoming more clear that this story really is just about um, the Daily Mail being trash. Mm -hmm. Because then it goes on to tell us again, remember it was dot, 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 as uh, Rosie basically talks about the end of her show. And what that involved with, or what that involved, frankly, was simply Rosie O'Donnell showing up on a serious XM show to talk about Ellen leaving her show and she's like well you know i was labeled the queen of nice at one point and look how that worked out 
So she was just like relating to the story. Yeah. So like, I mean, again, they're just trying to make you feel like, of course, these two women would be battling each other because they're women and they host a daytime talk show. So, of course, there's tension and Rosie is mean and nasty, although Rosie did kind of have some. Yeah, she had a difficult. Well, they had similar narratives, yeah. and that's what the tabloids are trying to do, is they're trying to put these two people, these two talk show hosts, who they did. They both leaned on nice personas publicly, and then behind the scenes, oh, surprise, they're actual real human beings with complex emotions. And I love that you said complex, because in this conversation that Rosie O'Donnell had on uh, Sirius XM, instead of just like keeping to platitudes or like being overly... Uh, uh, general she said quote i don't think it was the be kind thing that got her i think that it, that's an oversimplification but it was a lot of things and it was complicated and i'm glad that she's you know gonna be finished and she gets some time to herself that's you know a- so like totally relatable like what do you expect rosie to be like oh well you know she's a hateful woman exactly and i'm bitter because my show went away too well, and Rosie O'Donnell, fascinating. Her show was only on from 1996 to 2002, but it was such a pop culture juggernaut at the time. It was. It was the first of its kind, I would argue. Yeah. Right? Like, she brought, a, she really was a precursor to what Ellen ended up doing. Right. And I'd always, I'd be curious to sit down and hear what she's had to say about that, mm-hmm. if anything, publicly, about what it felt like to not have that anymore. And I think it was probably partially, again, like she just said of Ellen, I'm sure it was complicated, you know, what happened to her career. I think part of the issue was her turn on um, on The View didn't, you know, it went counter to what people expected out of Rosie because we have such limited capacity to allow people to be complicated humans right, with because, a, mult, a multitude of opinions. Yeah, because Rosie O'Donnell, she was like, I have a crush on Tom Cruise and here's a koosh ball. Woo! We're going to flip it out yeah. into the audience. And the minute she was like, but I also have opinions on politics. And people are like, oh, oh. God, you can't do that. Now, I do want to say that it is the 25th anniversary of the Rosie O'Donnell show. And Vulture.com, which is an offshoot of New York Magazine, has a big retrospective, an anniversary look back on the Rosie O'Donnell oh. show. So if you want to go back and read it and you're subscribed to it because I'm blocked because there's a paywall. But we're looking back on this. We're in that nostalgia yeah, cycle. Again. Mid-90s. Hello, Courtney. Love. Embrace it. Oh, God. That was not my favorite time. Uh, you know, from a pop culture perspective, sure. I don't really want to go back to the mid-90s. No, I don't. For me, it was middle school. Let's just leave it at oh, that. Oh, God. That would have been nice. Yeah, no. For me, it was not middle school. Ugh. But there was a lot of fun uh, dancing and uh, stuff. Okay, okay I'm not going to go into that okay. now. So, okay, bye. <laughs> when we come back from uh, Rosie and Ellen and all those other people, Courtney Love among them, we need to get back to the Kardashians because, and in fact, uh, I don't know if this is quite a D bag double down, but uh, Chloe's got some stuff Holly's going to tell us about right here on My Talk 1071. Thank you for that, Holly. Um, we started the hour talking, well, we didn't start the actual hour, but in the first half of the hour, we did talk about one Kardashian named Kim. 
And we're going to round out this hour discussing uh, another Kardashian, this time named Chloe. Chloe. Chloe away. What's going on with Chloe and why do we need to know this other than the fact that it's probably going to make our eyes roll? Well, this actually doesn't. Well, it's Chloe concerning. Oh, Chloe concern. Yes, this is a Chloe concern. <laughs> <laughs> but this is not something that Chloe Kardashian is doing herself. Well, over okay. the weekend, Chloe right. Kardashian had her 37th birthday. Happy birthday, pew, pew. Chloe. Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. So, Chloe Kardashian celebrating her 37th birthday. You couldn't miss it because everyone was celebrating on Instagram. Chloe, so fabulous, 37. It's a birthday. It's a birthday. Now, it's who was celebrating Chloe's birthday that is the Chloe concern. Bradley. Who was celebrating the birthday? Tristan Thompson. Oh, oh come on now. Come on now. Aren't you done? Exclusively. You, what? We learned last week that Tristan Thompson, Chloe Kardashian's boyfriend, they broke up exclusively because we saw the photographs of Tristan Thompson allegedly leaving a hotel looking rumpled, worse for wear, along with several other women that allegedly, supposedly, they were having some fun, intimate moments with each other. Okay, so um, this relationship just had like a nuclear meltdown in the tabloids. Exactly. And yet he's publicly uh, disclaiming his love for her. Yeah, it's really obnoxious, Bradley. And it's really sad. And look, I understand that Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian have a child together. So you might be thinking, well, won't somebody please think of the children? Think of the children. They want to have a good front-facing relationship with each other. But you guys... You just put out the story that you broke up a week ago. Maybe simmer down a little bit. So he put this yeah, up. So what's this really all about then, I wonder? I don't know. But Tristan Thompson on his own Instagram account, like he didn't just put a comment in Khloe Kardashian's Instagram feed because that's how sometimes celebrities get attention too. They understand the algorithm is working in their favor and that their comment is going to be up on the top. But yeah. Tristan put up a post on his own page, a photo montage saying happy birthday, Khloe Kardashian. This is what Tristan wrote. Thank you for being not just an amazing partner. Okay, but what you're not... Okay, what? What else? Mommy. Okay, that's true. And yeah. best friend. Uh, I kind of feel like you're not best friends anymore. <laughs> when you have a threesome with not your best friend... Perhaps they're not your best friend. Right? Like, well, I don't know. Do you have a threesome with your best friend? I don't know. I'm the wrong person (laughs) to ask, Bradley. But I will continue with Tristan's words. I would not feel comfortable. Also being the kindest, caring, and most loving human being I've ever met. You're, okay, I just feel like this is lies, and so my bet, it's so obvious to everyone paying attention that these are lies, so who are the lies for? Are the lies for him, or the lies for her? I don't or know. Or are the lies for us, because I'm not that stupid. I kind of feel like Khloe Kardashian's not that stupid, so who does he think is stupid? I don't know. Can I, I, I we'll finish what he had to All say, right. just because, right. let our let our eyes roll, yeah, yeah, but Bradley, yeah. your eyes are rolling through your mouth, yeah. and I thank you <laughs> for it. <laughs> Tristan Thompson wrote on Khloe Kardashian's birthday, your love and spirit is contagious to all who've met you. Thank you for always being there for me and putting our family first. I love you so much. Have an amazing day. Oh, God. Oh, geez.
The world is so tiresome, you guys. Uh, can I also just make a wider reference really quickly or a, a, a wider statement? Mm. A meditation. A meditation, if you will. I am not a fan of these these types of experiences. Maybe it's just I'm an old, you know, Andy Rooney-esque figure where I just want to say, like, why do we do this on Facebook or Instagram? Like, do I need a paragraph from the person that I... Like going to somebody, I know, but it's but some people, it's a thing. No, I'm we're trying on the not lawn, to be Bradley. Bradley, we're on your okay, lawn. Right, we're right. on it. Go for get it. off my <laughs> lawn! I do not need you to tell me how amazing I am in the comments section because that's like going by my house, right? That's like going by my house and then like speaking to, <laughs> to the people on the street, like. The person who lives in this house is an amazing person. Let me just tell you, like, who are you doing that for? Because, like, if you want to tell me that I'm amazing, don't go to the comments section. Bradley, you're amazing. Yeah, see, you just did it to my face. Yes. Which is a much better uh, method, I think. What am I missing, though? Because people really like to do that. Mm, tell to your face that you're amazing. No. Kelly Trainers, he's just amazing. No. no, I'm saying when people go into the comments section. Oh, sure, sure. Well, this... Well, and I'm talking about, like, significant others, etc. Like, oh, people yeah. very close to someone. Not someone who you don't have that direct... Per- like, someone that you don't share personal space with, I understand. That the comment section is a place you can go to express yourself. Yeah, your college roommate... You go to their post like and the you're like, the father oh, of your children shouldn't need to, like, is it, like, why? This is all, well, anytime that somebody does this, and Tristan Thompson, if you just joined us, we're talking about Tristan Thompson writing an ode to Khloe Kardashian on her birthday in the same week that they broke up. Yeah. This is all about, this is all about Tristan. It's a performance. This is a yeah. performance for us, for us our consumption but then you know but obviously he has to understand that in this performance there's going to be people like us who read tabloids who follow the story and it's like no honey if you if she's your best friend and she's the most loving human being you've ever met well why aren't you together then why aren't you together and why did you treat her like crap yeah why did you go and you, you like, cheated on her? Sometimes the best way to show the world that you really love someone is to not treat them like a jerk. Thank, thank you. Because by all means, one can make the argument that Tristan Thompson's cheating ways, serial cheating ways on Khloe Kardashian is a good example of jerk behavior and how not to treat somebody that you care about. Also, isn't he going to have a really hard time? Like with relationships going forward, now I'm getting all deep. Yeah, well, but yeah. like, because anybody who's paid attention is like, but you're gonna, aren't you gonna? But you're just gonna. Was it just what? And then I'm gonna get <laughs> an Instagram post of you declaring your love for me after the fact that you treat me like crap. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't work for me. No, that's not. Let's not do that. Mm. Yeah. So interesting. Where Tristan Thompson's Instagram post is now working itself into the Kardashian-Jenner space-time continuum. Because yeah. let's not lose sight of that. Well, this will become fodder, no doubt, for whatever you know reincarnation of the Kardashian 
reality experience that is headed our way via Hulu, right? Right. Because we don't know what exactly that's going to look like. Well, we don't know what that's going to look like. I think Chris Jenner and the Kardashians have an idea of what that's going to look like. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it will it will continue the narrative and the storyline instead of doing a storyline where maybe Chloe just finds herself a new guy who treats her and respects her like the most amazing, loving human being she is. But not one of them have that. True. Although I will say Courtney currently with um, Travis, Travis Barker. Barker. I mean, they're doing the like lovey-dovey stuff right now, but who knows how long that'll last. Yeah, I mean, you can only dry hump somebody on a beach chair for <laughs> so long. That's so true. Oh, my God. Welcome to my 20s. When we come back, if you could live in a TV house, which one would it be? No, like a house from your favorite TV show. Give us a call. 651-641-1071. If you could live in any home from television, which would it be? We'll be right back.